Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. If you are a new subscriber, there may be a few things that could help you. This channel has a community page and on that community page, I sometimes share information that the Lord is sharing with me personally. I share things that the Lord is teaching me in my own personal life to edify the body of Christ, to pre present prophetic insights that many people may not be aware of. And sometimes on the community page is where I get a lot of good updates from people when these prophetic words are coming to pass. It is often a good subscriber who has been watching the news or paying attention who will let me know when some of these prophecies that have been on the blog since 2019, 2020, 2021, and even as far back as 2012, when these things are coming to pass, people let me know. And I'm going to be making brief videos going over a few things that are starting to develop now. But I will give a caveat, whether you're an old or a new subscriber, it is very good for us to understand how prophecy actually unfolds itself. Biblical prophecy is often a slow boil. So right there, when we have people in our modern times that think that prophecy is a speak and then two weeks, speak and then five weeks, speak and then, well, why isn't it happening? You're false. It obviously goes to show that nobody has probably schooled you instructed you in what biblical prophecy is actually like and how it actually unfolds. All prophecy unfolds according to the Lord's timing. Prophecy can also start to rise such as we're seeing it now with certain things like what's going on in Nigeria um, that was prophesied in June 2022 on this channel and I'll speak more about that in a separate video. What's going on now in Equatorial Guinea with um, them having having to finally after a few weeks of trying to monitor the situation and trying to get on top of things they finally had to declare a an outbreak of marburg virus so things will rise but things are rising so that the astute student of prophecy can keep an eye out for the fulfillment of the Lord's word. The things that the Lord has given me here on the master's voice are not things that are just going to leap out of the woodwork as soon as they come out of my mouth. And then you think, well, there has to be like a two or three month linear period at best, unless it's not a real prophecy. Prophet Daniel died and only saw parts of his prophecy fulfilled. He has not even, he never lived to see many of the things that will only take place in the final times. John the Revelator, the person who wrote the entire book of Revelation, he never lived to see a single thing come to pass. All of his prophecies shall be fulfilled in our times, for we are in the final times, the times of the end. So right now, I'm just making a very brief video about this Marburg that is going on in Equatorial Guinea, what it is and what it is not. And the prophecy that I will be referring to is from June 9, 2022, and it is called Behold a Pale Horse, part two. So there is a part one to this prophecy. All prophecies that deal with medical issues, plague, sickness, and things like that, bless the Lord, those prophecies were here on the master's voice for over a year. So I started prophesying concerning medical things, especially what I call on this channel, the harm that causes harm, which goes in the arm, and I was speaking for the word of the Lord since um, December 2020 concerning that. 
revealing what God had shown me in dreams, and I carried on receiving extremely strong prophecy concerning those things. God was strongly warning not just the church. He was warning all people about what these things were and the cost that they would bring to humanity. And here we are, fast forward two to three years, and that cost is solidly now landing at the doors of mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, men, women, and even children. And so as I'm going into this prophecy, you can only find it on Rumble. You will only be able to find this prophecy on Rumble. All those prophecies eventually had to be retired to Rumble, BitChute, Brighton. If you're new and you do not know that I have backup channels, I have a backup channel on Rumble, a backup channel on Brighton, a backup channel on BitChute. And that is where you can find over 25 videos concerning the Great Advent event of 2020. But this one that I'm talking about, it came to me in... June 9, 2022, every prophecy is written on my blog, the master's voice, themastersvoice.com. I'm going to leave the URL below. If you want to know anything about this channel, where to find the blog, where to find materials, if you want to support, you will find all those things just underneath the video title. And so we're looking at Marburg, what it is and what it isn't. And what the Lord said to me when someone alerted me, I think three people have alerted me to this now, that this was starting up in Equatorial Guinea. Um, this thing, I'm going to cover two prophecies actually. This thing, the Lord said that it is a judgment. So when we look at these things, part of it is bioweapons. Part of it is definitely bioengineering that is taking place for a particular reason. And I have discussed those reasons. You can find those reasons in the written prophecies. But basically, I've said that we have entered a time where certain people feel that they are an elite class. Certain people feel that they have the right to monitor life, dictate life, take away life, decide who will live and who will die. Basically, who who will be on this planet concerning the time of the end? And there's definitely steps being taken to make sure that no matter who is left here, it will be less people than more. And so this thing, in part, this is to depopulate. This is to get rid of as many people as possible. And when you're talking about viral hemorrhagic fevers, this is not an easy way to pass away. This is shortness of breath. This is muscle aches and pain. This is bleeding from every orifice. This is a horrible and isolating way to die. This is not the kind of disease where if you get it, your family can gather around your bedside and hold your hand as you cross over into, um, into non-aliveness. This is not the kind of thing that builds community. This is not the kind of thing that allows community. And so it is a deliberately isolating, painful, devastating way to lose life. And because it is so contagious and because it is so dangerous, if it gets out of hand and it begins to hop person to person in a community very soon, like we saw with Ebola a few years ago, I think it was in 2014, the way it ravaged and was just hopping across nations in West Africa and had the whole of Africa in a panic, had the whole of Africa doing shutdowns and lockouts and lockdowns and, and non-travel, travel bans and things like that. When this kind of thing gets out of hand, it is 
dangerous and it is upsetting to societies. And you have to understand that we are in a time period where masterminds, so to speak, are fully on board with this kind of thing happening. They are geared up for it. They are here for it. They're working towards it and they will not relent until such things are successful, widespread and mass. The second thing that the Lord revealed in, I think the prophecy is called Ebola will burn like a fire. The second thing that he revealed is that you will know that the prophecies I am bringing forth are in gear when you do not see these diseases in their local place. So I spoke in the beginning and I said, we're going to be talking briefly about what the up, the uprising of this disease is and what it is not. It is definitely an opening shot across the bow because the Lord did speak of Marburg and I will go over it in this prophecy, the pale horse, but you will know that we are in the time of master's voice prophecy fulfillments when everything that I have spoken about is taking place everywhere at one time, when it is widespread, when it is worldwide, when it is not an African problem or a West African problem, when it is a global problem, basically, especially to those in America, you will know that you are in master's voice territory when you couldn't care less whether Marburg is in Puerto Rico, when you couldn't care less if Marburg is even in New York City or Florida, you will know that you are in that territory because it will be where you are at your door. And that is when you will need the spirit of God. That is when you will need the precious angels of God. This is when you will need the blood of Jesus Christ upon the doors, upon your lives to preserve you and single you out as one that God favors so that you will not be taken out in such a devastating way. So the fact that these things are starting to bubble up to the surface, starting to bubble up um, across the nations, it's definitely not to be ignored. First things first, these people need prayer. Prayer needs to be lifted up for this region. Prayer needs to be lifted up so that this nation's population, even if it's just a small town or region, is not wiped out. But at the same time, people need to understand that when you start to see prophecy stretching its arms and legs and, and starting to, you know, lift up itself a little, it doesn't mean that the whole thing is about to just fall out of the cup at the same time. So bioweapon side, definitely, but it's also a judgment. It's also a punishment. And when I cover the second part of the prophecy in this video, you will hear once again that the Lord said that Marburg is one of many diseases that are going to come as punishment for people's sin. In the second prophecy that I will cover, God said that the church will get Marburg because the church is sinful. He said the church is prideful. The church is homosexual. The church is committing all forms of sin. The church is stiff-necked. The church does not want to repent of its sins. And so the Lord says that the penalty of error in the body will fall on many. He listed very many categories of sin and said that even his church. In fact, he spoke in the present tense. And when I was receiving the prophecy, I was confused because he was saying, he said, Marburg is burning in the church. And I thought, Lord, Marburg is happening somewhere distant. This happened last year. I said, this thing is, because there wasn't another outbreak last year in 2022. I said, Lord, this thing is distant. This thing is, is not 
per se in the church. It's, it's being contained, and indeed it was contained. So why are you speaking in the present tense? And he was saying that this disease will be one of many diseases. It will be part of what the Lord has called rolling sicknesses, rolling sicknesses. There is a prophecy on the master's voice called disease and decay in America. And in that prophecy, I saw forward to a time when we always had pandemics. I saw forward to a time where um, it was a way of life. We The sicknesses came in waves. The sicknesses were always with us. And I will read the scripture from the book of Revelation, chapter 6 and verse 8, that explains that time period to come. The sicknesses were always here. It was basically now where your soul becomes inured to it. Your soul just becomes used to it. You now know that you are living in an era where you will take every possible human precaution to stay safe, to stay healthy. And at the same time, that is a time period that is going to be a sharp delineation between who I will just call God's favorites and those upon whom the wrath of God is resting. In a time period like that, in a time period like Revelation chapter 6 and verse 8, it's not about sanitizer. It is not about um, plastic gloves. It is not about six feet. It is not about isolating yourself. It is not about lockdowns. You can lock down all you like, and the people in your home could come down with this affliction. In the Bible, when God's wrath was upon people, leprosy broke out directly in the front of their head. And this happened to a king. This happened to a king who wanted to go into the sanctuary to perform roles and functions that he was not anointed for. He was a king. He was not a priest. He was not a prophet. And yet he wanted to go into the Lord's sanctuary and burn incense. And the wrath of the Lord broke out upon him in the church, in the temple, and the leprosy broke out upon his forehead, and the high priest and the other priests thrust him out. They shoved their king out of the temple, and he could no longer mingle with society. So when these kinds of things are coming, and the Lord says that they are judgment, you have a mixed multitude in many homes around the world. You may be the only Christian in your house, there is a mixed multitude in the church. There are false Christians. There are tares. There are deceived people who think that they are saved when they are not. There are people who think they're full of light, and yet their eye is darkness. They're walking in error. And yet, if you tell them that they are not true Christians, they will be so offended and puffed up like puff adders. There's a mixed multitude in the church. There's a mixed multitude in every home. It is very rare to find a home where everyone is like the Harvard rowers. Everyone is sitting in a line and everyone is rowing together, the father, the mother, the children, or two roommates that are both Christians who, when they have problems in their home, they sit together, they pray, they work it out, they reconcile, they ask the Lord to heal what is broken, they ask the Lord to bind up, they ask the Lord to help them forgive harsh words that were spoken. It is very hard to find homogenous Christian homes and homogenous Christian societies, homogenous churches. Everyone is so full of air and wind and error and doctrine mixed in with a little truth. And the truth is the smallest thing because the leaven is so much 
today. And so you can isolate in those times. You can say, oh no, let us stay home and let us observe all the, all the protocols that our government is giving us wherever we're from. When the wrath of God comes in the form of diseases and plagues as part of judgment upon all flesh, end times church, unsaved, all other religions, no one will be free of this. I'm not only speaking to people in America, I'm speaking to people everywhere. Righteous people in the house, you will be protected. The angel of the Lord will literally stand as a wall between you and those that the plague breaks out on. You might actually care for them until the end of their life and you will never catch what they catch. And if they do not repent, they might be taken away by this disease. Marburg has an 88% fatality rate. So let's put that in perspective. 88%, we might just say, okay, 8.8. .8. This is if you have 10 people, 8.8 .8 people will pass away from the fatality of the disease. Now we all know that people can't be cut into pieces. So if you have a fraction that is 8.8, .8, it basically means nine. You round up to the nearest number. 8.8 people out of every 10 will pass away from how dangerous and how deadly this disease is. That means that nine out of every 10. So this is a case where clearly it may not be a question of repent and then the Lord will raise you up. I've said many times in these prophecies that sometimes you are only repenting so that your soul does not couch in hell. Sometimes you've taken it there and there's nothing else to be done. Sometimes consequences are unavoidable. So what you're doing is you are fighting for the soul to have a seat at the wedding supper of the lamb. You're not fighting so that you get back to your strong fighting state on your two feet and you're strong again and you have 15 more years like Hezekiah, sometimes you are repenting so that you, like the thief on the cross, can be granted a seat in the Lord's kingdom and so that you can see his face when he comes. And so just to recap the prophecy, this dream that I had, it was a very chilling dream because the first part of the dream, I didn't actually see anyone. What I heard was one of these very learned and intelligent men. Um, let's let's just call them one of the architects of the end times. And he was saying, without much emotion, he was saying that it's good for populations to have diseases. And he said that there should not be very long gaps between the diseases. And this is, this is the exact views of Thomas Malthus, who felt that the world was overpopulated, even all the way back then in the zero zeros when he lived, whenever that was. And he felt that there were too many people and therefore his view was that disease is a good thing because disease is a form of natural selection. So clearly this was a man who did not follow the science. He didn't feel that there should be advances in medicine because then it would stop diseases and plagues from cutting out the weak ones and having them die so there could be more room for him to ride his horse and carriage. And so this person in the dream was sharing these same views. And he was saying that it's good for the human race to have overwhelming plagues and diseases every seven years or so. He said that if people were left in peace from plagues and sicknesses for over seven years, it's not good because if the intervals stretch out too long, people start to multiply and actually think that they have the right to life. This is what I was hearing in the dream. And then he went on to say that we have about two more years before the next notable plague would visit us. But he says that the ideal point of disease 
please listen so that you can understand the mindset of the shadow people who are behind the scenes of what is going on in front of our faces. In front of our faces, we have organizations and we have policymakers and we have groups that seem very concerned, international bodies that seem very concerned with curtailing disease and helping at-risk populations. And they have flags and they have models and we've been seeing them all of my natural life at least. But yet, there is a separate mindset that operates in the shadows behind these organizations, behind the respectability that they have built up over the years to say, trust us, we're the experts. We know what we're talking about. When we put that little tag underneath the video, we're trying to protect you from misinformation. When we bring out public service announcements, we are doing it because of the love that is in us for you. And so this is a, a good thing. And if you can read my expression, you know exactly what I'm saying. So this man says that plagues should be kept no more than a year apart. He says that plagues ideally should roll upon one another back to back to back, no more than a year apart so that they feel like birth pains and so that people should be cut down like trees in the wind. And immediately after this, the word Marburg came to me and I saw a newspaper that was announcing the rise and spread worldwide of the Marburg fever. So this is how, this is how if you are sober-minded, you read the prophecies, please read these messages. The video is just not going to be enough. To integrate the Lord's word into us, we study the Bible, we read it. It doesn't matter if you're an audio person and you like visuals, you, whatever. At some point, when when there's no internet, when there's no Google, and when there's no power, guess what? You will be stuck with the pages. And if you have not built up the habit of reading the pages of God's word, if you have not built up the habit of when you find an entire repository of prophetic words written down in clear, simple English that people from all over the world, as long as you have a working understanding of English, you can read that blog and it will make sense to you. If you have not gotten in the habit of internalizing the Lord's words so that you can parse them, that means to break them up into the smallest pieces so that you can check and see, is this horse manure or is this the truth of God, God's word? Many people are lazy. They don't do that. They pop in and say, does she have any prophecy that has come true? Does she have anything that has fulfilled? These people are gawkers. These people are just like the people that go to the circus to look at curiosities. They're not interested in change. They're not interested in building a firm relationship by integrating prophecy into their Christianity. They're just sensation seekers. They want to know if they're on a channel where things are hot and things are popping. Well, all I've said is that when these prophecies get hot and popping, no one should look for me because those will be some of the most terrible days and terrible times that any of us have ever seen or lived through. And so in this dream, I saw a newspaper that was arising the global rise, the global spread of Marburg fever. And the paper said the fever was spreading fast and that people had better prepare themselves, better get their homes in order to fight against it. And the photo that this newspaper had chosen to highlight how severe the outbreak of Marburg was at that future time, not right now, was a large building that was completely on fire. So just imagine a high rise as tall as you want, 
It was burning from the ground floor all the way up to the top. This graphic display of flame, and that is exactly how this disease eats the human body. This building was burning clean down to the ground. And the idea that the newspaper wanted everyone to understand is that Marburg fever would do the same to everyone who carelessly got caught in its grip. And then I saw, I still don't know what this is. I saw something that was brown like a pine cone. I'm not saying that it was a pine cone, but I saw something that was brown and looked like a pine cone. It also looked like a dragon fruit, something that has serrated layers on it that looks like layers of a closed rosebud like this, like this, like this, like this, cutting together, except a dragon fruit is pink. So if you can imagine a smaller dragon fruit that is brown, I saw that this brown plant was thrown on top of the newspaper and the Lord made me know that this little brown nut or whatever this plant was, that it works against Marburg. And then Here's what he was saying. Pandemic fevers and sicknesses are going to enter the general population like never before. Thus says the Lord. People will catch things from one another that has not been seen in medical science. I'll just paraphrase because I will link the original video below. People will be catching things from each other that God says we haven't seen in a hundred years of medical practice. And he said that the current crop of doctors are absolutely, totally going to be unable to cope with it. And why? They've never seen these diseases. They've never trained with these diseases in the real world. They have no idea how to diagnose them. Basically, you could show up with all the symptoms and they would consistently be telling you that you have something else, you need bed rest, you're tired, it's all in your head until you die of it eight days later. The Lord says that virulent diseases that have not been seen by modern populations for a hundred years are coming back. Please listen to this soberly. A hundred years is a very long time. A hundred years basically means that three or four generations of doctors can be born and die and never deal with the kind of things that God says will be back. So medical science, at the time, this prophecy, the way I was given it, when you know this prophecy is happening, that's because the doctors will hit the wall and they will hit the wall hard. They will have no idea what they're dealing with. They themselves will be terrified because God says these are raw diseases coming right out of the past to a generation that has never seen them or dealt with them before. And the result will be incredibly devastating and difficult because there will be no help. He says that it will be a terrifying time. There will be national panic. Imagine this thing breaking out in your state. Imagine this thing breaking out at a school that your child goes to. Just think about that and then multiply it to all the schools and multiply it to all the states and then multiply it to Canada and South America and everybody else is seeing this thing as people flee to their parents' houses not knowing that they have it and carry it to another state like happened when Ebola was in the world in 2014. God says that these diseases, both the one I'm talking about now, several that I have detailed in the past are going to call, cause basically the breakdown of society. And his words were, behold, a pale horse. And the scripture is this, Revelation 6 and 8. I looked and behold, a pale horse, 
The name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with pestilence, and with the beasts of the earth. A fourth part of the earth means that you number everybody living today and then you subtract one fourth that will go down with fighting, that will go down with hunger, that is famine, that will go down with pestilence, that is these diseases and rolling sicknesses, and that will go down with the savagery of the beasts of the earth. Multiple diseases will hit countries. And here is the depopulation that I spoke of. The Lord says that when many diseases begin to break out, basically when the natural disaster doesn't become a landslide or a tsunami or sinkholes, but it is multiple disease outbreaks happening across nations at the same time, this is going to cause the world population to decline sharply and it will no longer be going up as the trend has been for decades. God says that the population clock at the United Nations that has always trended upwards, always constantly the experts are saying, and we need to practice birth control, and we need to practice Catholic spacing of children, and we need to practice everything else. For years and years, he says that that clock will begin to trend downwards, and a man shall be as scarce as the fine gold of Ophir. That phrase basically means that when you're trying to look for human beings in the end times, you will not be able to spot one as easily as you can now. Just a moment, please. I now will look at the second prophecy where the Lord mentioned Marburg, and this was basically almost an even month after the pale horse, and he was speaking about the sin of same-sex attraction, same-sex sexual lifestyles, and things like that. The name of this prophecy is the penalty of error in the body and this particular type of sentence doesn't only refer to homosexuality, it actually refers to anyone who stays hardened long enough until the judgment of God finds you. So the Bible says that God is angry with the wicked every day. This doesn't mean that the wicked is automatically condemned because in the book of Ezekiel, God says that if anyone is righteous and turns from his righteousness to do sin, and the judgment of God comes and finds that person in the sin, that person's previous righteous conduct will not stand for them. What does this mean in simple English? You cannot depend on your past good deeds to try and soothe God when you turn to a life of sin. Likewise, there's another side of the coin. If a person has been walking in sin, walking in iniquity, walking in their own path, denying God, refusing to come into the ark of God, refusing to come into communion of God, and then for whatever reason, that person becomes pricked in their heart. They are convicted. Maybe they hear preaching. Maybe somebody just sits them down and has a talking to and tells them, if you continue in this nonsense, you are likely to die in it and you will not be privy to the Lord's mercy and you will not have any part in him when he raises us all. 
to life and judgment after this. Sometimes you can catch people just when they are on the cusp of living a me, 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 me life. You can break through to them. And I'm saying sometimes, not all the times, but God says that if anyone turns from iniquity, turns from wickedness, turns from evil and begins to do good, guess what? His previous evil conduct will not count against him. He will not be judged by God for it. And so the reason that diseases form part of the Lord's end time judgment, as I read from Revelation chapter six, is because some people are as stubborn as bulls. Some people don't want to stop. Some people don't want to change. And so when you do that, you receive what is called the penalty of error in the body. And it is exactly what it sounds like. You will be punished by bodily sicknesses that will most likely end your life. I say this to people all the time. When you come to Christ, you are no longer your own. You are a new creation, but guess who owns that new creation? You are like a car and only one person has the key that goes treat, treat, and it's not you. If at any time you think that you can become the new creation and hold on to the key at the same time, you are treading in dangerous territory. God is not looking for two gods, a small God, you, and then the big God, him. God is Lord over the flood. God speaks and the mountains melt like wax. The hips, the hills skip like lambs and the mountains jump like rams. The sea rolls back at the voice of the Lord, lifts up her skirts. This means that when God talks, the sound of God's voice literally can cause the same opening wave that the Israelites walked through. The sea will roll back and you will be able to see the bedrock under there, no matter how deep it is. This is how mighty he is, but there's only one area where God constantly has to tussle for supremacy, and that's with human beings. The trees know he is Lord. The rocks would cry out in our place if some of us were not still praising him with all our strength, no matter what is happening to us. There is only one place where God constantly has to prove himself. There's only one place where people are like, well, you know, I have my doubts and I just need to be convinced. And why should I believe? And I don't think that there's a God in any way. Why did he do this in the Bible? That's kind of the stuff that throws me off. God only has to sell himself to mankind. Unfortunately, the time for sales is almost over. He is about to ring up the cash register. And if you are found to be some of the money that fell on the floor, instead of getting into that cash register drawer, well then, you cannot say that you were not warned. You cannot say that you did not hear the word of the Lord because I know that God is just. I know that not everyone is watching this channel. This channel barely even, it doesn't even have 1% of the people who live in the nation where I live. So I know that not everybody is, is watching this channel, but I also know that because God is just, whether he's using the voice of your grandmother in Pakistan to talk to you, whether he's using the people that are standing on the street with the flyers that are trying to get your attention, whether he's using your significant other that you think is kooky and you don't want to listen to them, somewhere, somehow, the still small voice of God is speaking, but the people of the end times themselves are like the floods. They are high and they are lifted up and they do not have time to have a care for their soul. They put a password on the phone to protect it. They put ring doorbells at the front door to keep their junk safe. They make sure that they have life insurance, medical insurance, house insurance, car insurance, 
but their soul is out in the wind with no protector because they think that they know better than a God who does not exist. And so this is why judgment is coming. This is why judgment will not be rolled back by any sing-along songs. When you are repenting, you are repenting for yourself and your household, because especially when it comes to the USA, God says that his judgments here will never be removed. They have provoked me to anger continually, and my judgments will never be removed. You're repenting, you're repenting for yourself, your soul, your kids, and perhaps your home, if everybody gets on board. The penalty of error in the body, July 12, 2022. And the Lord was saying basically to summarize that he will never judge until he has warned that the earth, all its people should know that we are in the stage of final warnings. This means that nobody is going to chase you to change your life. You're going to hear it once or twice. And then that person who was texting you is suddenly going to disappear. And you're going to go back to what you were doing until the day you end up jacked up by the judgment of the Lord. God has set watchmen in the earth who are tasked to cry aloud what the judge of the whole earth says. Stop the sin. Deliver yourself from the snare. Come out of transgression. For I see that the sword of the Lord is coming. And so... God was showing me visions of men being intimate, and I was saying to the Lord what I always say concerning that anyway. And he said, Marburg virus is the penalty of error in the body. Marburg virus is eating the church of Jesus Christ. Therefore, this disease will burn through them as a wildfire through twigs, and evildoers will be decimated. That means destroyed, taken out of the way, or eaten up by this fire. So again, the Lord is saying that this disease, when this disease gets hold of the human body, it is usually a lose-lose fight. 88% fatality rate, 8.8 .8 people, meaning 9 out of 10, will not be able to fight this thing off. So he says, just as the people of this earth are on fire for carnality and evil desires, Marburg will eat them up like fire. Marburg will take them away. And at this point, he was speaking about men who are with men, men who enter into the lifestyle where your preferred personage to be in love with and have sexual intercourse with is another man. This is not God's design. And should you choose to go against the will of the Lord, you certainly can. Please understand that you are an individual in your own right. Whoever is watching this, whoever this part of is for, you're an individual in your own right, and God will never take away your free will to make decisions. But I would be disingenuous, and it is not my job to lie to anyone. After you exercise free will in any area of life, that is your choice. Afterwards, God also has the free will and the sovereignty to judge your choices he is a perfect judge. He is an absolute judge. And when he judges your choices, he is never wrong. Whatever verdict he gives you, you have earned, you deserve. So if those choices that you use your free will for are evil, today when you hear the voice of the Lord, while it is called today, meaning right now, while you are hearing the truth presented to you in a no-nonsense fashion, 
then it is up to you to say, Lord, help me. I want to turn my feet from this thing. Lord, help me. I want to stop trying to be the owner of the car because I want to give myself my key codes, my passcodes, my passwords, my entry points, my exit points. I want to surrender all of that into your hands and be yours exclusively. God does not do the two-step with people. That's what you find in the sugar churches. That's where you, what you find in the fake congregations. God is a jealous God. He says it, and I feel that he says it with pride, and he's saying it with his chest. He has every right to say, I don't do double dipping. I don't do double dating. If you want to be the God of your life, you have to be able to handle the outcome of that. You have to be able, please, people, do not think that you can fool God. You cannot mock God. You cannot lie to God. You can live any way you want, and nobody on this channel is going to stop you. I, too, believe in free will and free speech, but I do not believe in pretending and falsehood. If you are living like the devil, stop claiming that you are a child of God. Stop claiming that God knows your heart. If you live like the devil, trust me, even the demons will mark you as one of their own and they will deal with you as such in the day when they are given their 15 minutes of fame. You cannot fool the spiritual realm. You cannot fool the angels or the fallen. You cannot fool the Lord. His spirit is upon his own and he knows all the fake. At least the people in the world are honest. They are honest about who they are. The fakery is right in the heart of the so-called church, church of Jesus Christ. And so Lord says that this Marburg will strike high and low, young and old, but it will burn greatest upon those who are evildoers in the church. And the Lord said that his church, as I just said, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is full of evildoers. The church is full of people with hidden tendencies who will not acknowledge their hidden tendencies. The church is full of people who are struggling with issues and there is nothing wrong about struggling. Struggling is part of the human matrix. It is part of the human walk. But the idea that you will defend your struggle, the idea that Christians come out as alternative lifestyle practitioners and then the other Christians gather around and say, well, at least he's living his truth. All I have to say to you is Romans chapter one and verse 32. Mark that you do not fall into that category of people who know, as the scripture says, that certain sins are deserving of death. In my estimation, did I write the Bible? No deserving of death in the estimation of Christ Jesus, who is God. And yet you stand and support it and say, well, at least the person is living his truth. What happened to being the brother's keeper? What happened to running up and saying, I can't allow you to live your truth because you will live your truth unto judgment and unto death. The church is flaky and the church is very false, very comfortable. It's hard to find a real Christian. It is lonely when you are a real Christian. And even as I'm speaking these words, I know the majority of people will watch this video and probably think, yeah, I'm lonely. I'm a real Christian. You need to sift hard. You need to sift to your bedrock, to your baseline. You will know you are a real Christian, not when you say you are one, but when the Holy Spirit wakes you up one day at three o'clock in the morning and tells you, you are my own, I know you. 
It is not our mouth that will trumpet us and announce us. I meet false Christians all the time. Facebook is the absolute worst place. It is a minefield of deceived women, especially. You're not a Christian because you say so. You're not even a Christian because you look so. You're a Christian because the keeper of the flock can call your name like fake Santa knows the name of his reindeer. When he can call your name and tell you, you are my own, I have you in my hand, I will never let you go. Even if he last told you that six months ago, you can always go back to that grain that he poured out. Jesus said that I am in his own and you can chew from that and you will feel renewed. Not because you claim that you are a Christian, but because the person who runs this whole Christian thing actually said, hey, you're on the list. I have the keys. Tree, tree. To your soul those are the real christians no one else nobody else you are not a christian because of the number of years you have spent in the church you are not a christian because of the number of years that you have gone to a fellowship you are only a christian when the old you has died and the new you is in the process of being built up like a monument in this earth to the skies to glorify the king of kings and the lord of lords and there are very few monument, monuments standing at this time. And I have no problem saying that because I am proven right almost every single day. So the Lord says that there are many different types of error in the body. And Marburg will be a judgment upon people who are sinning. So I will link both of these prophecies in the description box, as well as the third one that I mentioned, disease and decay in America. I am Celestial, and this is the Master's Voice. May the Lord be with you, his people. You have to put your roots deep at this time. The Lord has been speaking about um, financial things. I covered so many financial things in 2022. So many financial prophecies were covered and the Lord just gave me a dream. I think a few weeks ago, I was not minded to even write that dream on the blog. I only wrote it in my journal, but of late, I have felt that dream pressing against my heart, especially when I see what is going on in the nation of Nigeria at the moment. Banks shut, ATMs empty, people sitting for hours outside the bank, separated from their life savings. And why? Nigeria, you're in the midst of your great reset. You are in the midst of your great, great reset. I told you last year and people were flinging every form of mud at me. Take your prophecy. May the prophecy return to your house. May the prophecy come back to you. The prophecy has not come back to me. The prophecy is right in the nation of Nigeria at this time, sitting at your doors as I told you it would, because I don't speak for myself here. I simply listen and write. I listen and I deliver what the Lord God is saying. There is no human arm, there is no human back that is strong enough to cast the Lord's words back to himself. That is arrogance and that is pride. I told you that financial upheaval was coming to you, Nigeria. I told you that your government was going to go rogue. When a government decides without warning to get rid of the old money that you are keeping stashed in your houses under the bed, tucked away for a rainy day, 
out of the general economy and they just decide to change the money, lock up the banks, lock up the ATMs, only give money to the preferred class and keep everyone else camping out in the sun. What do you think it means? It means the beast has come to town to set up a new kingdom and into that kingdom, great African nation, shall you go? I will make your video separately. I am Celestial. This is the master's voice. And until I see you again, may the Lord be with you. God bless you and goodbye.